welcome back to Women Who Kill. Our guest today, very funny person who I've known for a while. Uh, one of the funniest humans I know, actually. I'm not going to say how long. I'm not going to say how long because it's, it's going to make me sound really fucking old. And, I mean, we and just is... graduated in like <laughs> 2012, so let's just be honest. Joy Crouch. Hello, everyone. So today we're going to be talking about uh, Maria Swanenberg. Maria Swanenberg. Is, it, is that how you say it? That's how you say it. Dutch lady. She had a nickname that would be translated to good me uh-huh. because she was a nice little old lady. She just looked like the neighborhood nice lady. Uh-huh. She didn't look suspicious. And yeah, that was her, her nickname. Okay. September 9th. Uh, what sign does that make her? I feel like this is a bit that I, I should do every time is figure out what, what sign, sign each serial killer is and see how well that corresponds mm-hmm. to their murdery traits. That's a good idea. Um, September 9th is a Virgo. Okay. And what a Virgo is like? Let's see. I guess it depends where you're looking, but this is bullshit. A Virgo woman is the ultimate combination of brains and beauty. Well, that's been disproven. <laughs> She's got organizational skills for days. Well, she did. That's kind of accurate. Not to mention a highly developed characteristic of a dedicated work ethic. Truth be told. All I mean, of which ensures like, that the world will get to see her in action, putting uh, all of her brilliance and talents to good use. I mean, I guess that's true. She was she had a very strong work ethic. She poisoned strong. hundreds of people. In whereas, three years. Yeah, most poisoners only poison a handful of people. Yeah. And I mean, she was, this was, this seemed to be her full-time job. Like three years is not very long Uh to poison these people systematically and collect all this shit and still be like, you know, known as just the ugly ass bitch who lives on the corner and that nobody pays attention to. These are the women making stuff happen. They're not just all talk. (laughs) Pay attention to the ugly ladies. We matter. Virgo is also an earth sign, which means these ladies really shine when creating something tangible from their well, inspiration. Yeah. All the, the stuff she collected. <laughs> <laughs> Golden watches and like wooden shoes and shit. <laughs> wooden shoes. Collections of Dutch sausages. <laughs> I'm sure she had it all. Check this out. The love of a Virgo woman. Uh, when this deeply romantic earth sign gives you her heart, she wants it to be forever. Forever. <laughs> yep, sounds accurate. Forever. Apparently Virgos are very picky when it comes to choosing a lover. Uh, well. Which is probably why. I mean, she didn't kill her husband, so maybe that's true. Yeah, the love How was actually forever. <laughs> yeah. She killed her parents, a couple babies. I mean, the fact that like a cis straight man survived this. Uh-huh. Like, and he probably deserved to get killed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that must have been true love. Extremely loyal and honest to a fault, a Virgo will stand by you. Um, sure. I guess she did. She, she probably stood close by when people were dying to make <laughs> sure they were dead. So she was born in the, the Netherlands. Where I've been uh, about four times. Okay. Visited. Beautiful country. It's probably one of my favorite countries. Mm-hmm. Um, the first country to ever legalize gay marriage. Really? When? Yeah. Um, in 2001. Okay. Same-sex marriage became le- legal uh, in 2001. 
Um, yeah, the Netherlands is just a really um, open, they're just an open, open people. Mm-hmm. Tallest men in the world. Oh, really? An average of, I think, six foot two. Are they really pale? Um, similar to, to German. Okay. Um, just, just some tall ass people. I mean, you go in their buildings and their, their steps are like ladders. Yeah. Um, and they're. They, I would hate it there. <laughs> Do I have to, would difficult. I have to like climb up curbs you like would, a baby? Yes. Like. <laughs> and what I want to know is like, sometimes I see when, you know, when I would visit there, you see people on bikes, like moms with like in high heels with four kids on a bike and uh-huh. groceries. Uh huh. So it's like, there's something kind of superhuman. Where do the kids them. sit? On a bike. Um, in the basket, like in the, you know, there's a designated area for their, their kid and they're really into cycling, you know, really into green, uh-huh. making the, the, the country and the world green. They probably live a long time. Yeah. And the entire country is pretty much um, reclaimed land because it's so low mm-hmm. and the way their dam is made, um, it just, it's just keeping the water at bay. So, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting country. And she is in the uh, the genre of poisoners. Poisoners, arsenic, which was a big a big thing back then, I guess. Uh, it's I like guess. the go to poison for women, especially back then. Uh huh. I mean, because you know it's probably easy to get because rats women are taking care of people. Yeah, everybody has this because of rats. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So Maria was born in uh, eighteen thirty nine in uh the netherlands two regular parents allegedly i mean now i i kind of am wondering what their relationship was like because uh she killed them because those were her first victims um you know she's probably a sociopath and probably didn't have a relationship with him other than stuff she could get from them so those were her first two victims that's in 1880 so she yeah. was almost 40 years old when she first began her career yeah. as a murderer. And she probably late start. went about it in the way, I mean, we don't have very much information, but a lot of uh, historians say that she, you know, because she took care of her parents who were older, she probably slipped the arsenic into their food or their mm-hmm. drink. And it's like, you know, when you are caring for somebody and, you know, you don't kind of expo- you don't expect them to uh, poison you. So I think no one really knew what she was doing. Uh-huh. For a really long time, which is a little bit ridiculous. She poisoned her mother first, and then after her mom was died, she she began to work on her dad, um, which is so sad. Yeah. Like they were probably in fine health, like perfect <laughs> health, and so she poisoned her mom, and then her dad was probably sick with grief, right? And she's yeah. like, awesome. She's now, probably like, he's just gonna die. I think he died of a broken heart, but he died of a, a broken body that I poisoned. <laughs> So, yeah, she, you know, they, she both, she had insurance policies out on both of them. Uh-huh. So and they didn't know. They didn't know. So, like, one negative thing about, like, this, this time in history was the fact that you could get insurance, an insurance policy out on anyone. Uh-huh. So, you know, if you had a, a poor neighbor or someone you, you know, barely knew, uh-huh. if you gave them a reason, maybe, I don't know, like, making them tea uh, on a Friday and told them, Hey, you know, if I, if you want to come over for tea every now and and again, <laughs> can I get insurance out on your life? And they're like, yeah, sure. But you probably wouldn't even have to ask them. That's the thing. Yeah. I you wonder... probably wouldn't even have to ask and they probably wouldn't verify it. Yeah. I wonder how many of these like wealthy, like landowners or barons or whatever the hell they called them back then 
would just walk around like taking inventory of like peasants and like homeless people and just taking just asking for people's names yeah oh hello good sir so sorry to hear of your misfortune what's your name and then get the guy's name and then oh life insurance policy on him too just hundreds and hundreds of life insurance policies on unsuspecting poor people and that's how they stayed rich aside from owning land and being landlords but you would have thought like at the like the inception of of the idea of insurance someone would have thought why don't we like like have people have an insurable interest on people and not Mm -hmm. be able to like insure the entire neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) why don't we just assume that people are garbage because that's been uh pretty much the rule it's like throughout history like trial and error like people don't start changing laws until like everybody starts dying and they're like why don't we change this Uh (laughs) so yeah so so most of her victims that was the reason she killed them was to get their insurance policy and to get their inheritance whatever objects and property they owned she would take possession of Uh but here's the thing they're saying that she didn't spend any of the money she didn't spend any of it so that's the thing. Like, I don't know if it was a thing, like a status thing, or like I think it was a just psychological a psychological thing to like hoard all these people's stuff because that was what I thought was pretty interesting. Like, you would think she'd be balling with all this money, like, yeah. that she stole from these people she murdered. I think she just did it like um, the money was like her trophy. I think so too. That she won, and like maybe she'd like open her drawer at night and just like look <laughs> at it and be like. <laughs> look at my stuff and then close it and go to bed like maybe that's how she was gratified did you ever see the people under the stairs yeah do you remember like all the money they just had in their basement for no that they never used yeah maybe that's what it was that that's what it was like for her to just go and look at it Uh (laughs) uh-huh like like scrooge mcduck to just like (laughs) take a nosedive in it and be like yeah i have it it's here (laughs) Not going to do anything with it, but I'm just going to keep <laughs> killing people and let it stack up. So yeah. they're, they're estimating that she killed 27 people, mm-hmm. poisoned over 100 people over a 13-year, no, over a three-year period. So very quickly. Yeah. And... That's busy work, too. Yeah. That's just like, okay, we got to get this She had poison. a soup kitchen. She had, like, a yeah. poison soup kitchen. Right. Like, she was, I mean, then think about, like, people she was buying this arsenic from. Like, didn't anyone say, like, those are a lot, that's a lot of rats you're killing. Like, But, I mean, that's the thing. There were a lot of rats. That's true. Yeah. Everybody probably had a bottle of arsenic lying around. Yeah. Um, and she was probably a smart lady, as most murderesses are. Uh-huh. And, uh. She probably kept it in, like, the sugar jar and was like, hey, you want another lump in your, <laughs> your cup of tea? Uh-huh. Here you go. Uh-huh. But I think it's, what's weird is the, the common thread in a lot of these murders is that no, one's, no one suspects women because they are the fair sex. And she's probably this cute little old lady, and people are probably like, oh, you know, the common denominator in all these deaths is this lady and, uh-huh. and the, the insurance policies, but we are sure she's not doing it. So that's what I think is weird. 16 of these people were her family members. Right. Um, what I always wonder about these poisoning cases is there's, there's always like a pretty good volume of them. Who are these people going over to Maria's house yeah. when they know that everyone who goes over to Maria's house for dinner or for tea or for cookies or biscuits or whatever the fuck they had yeah get sick like 
Uh, I, someone else said it on one of our uh, an earlier episode. At the very least, she's a horrible cook. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> and it's just like you know, the neighbors were probably like, you know, Katarina went over there and she died the next day. But like, <laughs> let's go over there and have some sausages and mashed potatoes. People were that hard up for for like a home cooked meal. And it's like people didn't really use critical thinking skills back then. Uh huh. Yeah, like, people were stupid. Like there, like one one account I was reading was. A lot of people that had dealings with her who knew her um, would just get poisoned and like over, you know, systemically get poisoned so badly that they would um, be maimed, like they couldn't even walk. So they'd Mm -hmm. be walking around like limping. Mm -hmm. And this is a pretty small city back then. And no one thought like, you know, all those people know her and they all have problems walking or they're all in poor health. Uh-huh. So even that, like, you know. Like, uh, went over to Maria's and caught a case of polio. Like. <laughs> right? It's it's just weird, like, that it, it was just so continuous uh-huh. uh, over such a short amount of time. So she was caught when she was trying to poison uh, a family named the, the Frankhoisen family, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sounds right. Like up until then, she was just poisoning poor people. She was poisoning yeah, those were her nobodies. Own family members. Sixteen people that she was blood related to. Like as long as they had shit to collect, she would kill them. Uh-huh. And and um, yeah, I think she had a sister in law who she tried to kill six times. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, "Not on today, Satan!" Six times. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I mean, she was pretty persistent. So she got caught because she tried to kill someone who was a big deal, who had some sort of social standing. Uh, I'm I'm assuming I didn't find very much information about this family, but the trial lasted two days, and she confessed to two of three murders, um, but tried to say that she didn't mean to do it. I found actual text from the sentencing in which she's described by, I'm assuming a reporter or, you know, whatever they called reporters in the 1800s. (laughs) They said, the prisoner is a pale and ugly woman with no expression of intelligence. She's defended by A. Vaillant, or Vaillant, however you pronounce that, a young lawyer of great ability. Is he an X-Men? Yeah, it's like, and why is it about him in the first place? Right? They're like, <laughs> this bitch is so ugly, and her lawyer dreamy. Like, yeah. why is that relevant? Well, um, and I think it's it's definitely not accurate to call her unintelligent. Like, she was quite intelligent. I mean, she, she got away with it for a while. Away with all of this. Yeah, a while. To, I'm, yeah. I don't know why I said that like Christopher Walken. <laughs> a while. <laughs> <laughs> She definitely managed to fly under the radar, probably because everyone thought, oh, this ugly ass bitch can't do anything. She's not smart. She's poor. And uh-huh. it's like, she's just like, ha ha, bitches, I have all of your family's money in my drawer. And I'll probably get yours, too. And, and then I'll swim in it. So, so during, uh, during the trial, she, I, I'm not sure if it was histrionics or if she was in seriously distressed over the fact that she had finally gotten caught, she would have like fainting spells during the trial, and her lawyer tried to convince the court that she was homicidally insane. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think like going back to that back in the day, how women were thought to be the fair sex, and mm-hmm. I think it was probably a really 
interesting tool to use. Like, oh, look at how she fainted. Mm-hmm. She's just a little old lady who just passed out. Uh, she's so frail. She didn't know what she was doing. Well, and uh, Lizzie Borden did the same thing. Uh-huh. I mean, she was an, a smart lady. I mean, we can all assume she probably bashed the shit out of those people and she's guilty. Uh-huh. But in the courtroom, that's what she did. She would like pass out and, you know, act as though she was just too tender to deal with the situation. So mm-hmm. that, those were probably a bunch of theatrics. Hashtag Maria's white feminism. <laughs> just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she died in jail. Yeah. But she wasn't executed. That's what I found interesting because most people, I don't know, especially back then and in Europe, I would think she would be, have been hung. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting that, that she was just, she died of natural causes. Yeah, so 1885 is when she went to jail. Uh, she died in 1915, which is uh, 25 years later. Yeah, that sounds right. That's wild. She went into prison in the 1800s and, and died in the 1900s. That is pretty crazy. I mean, 1915 is when things are just like starting to get pretty modern. Right? Like in another 20 years, there would have been television. Yeah, and it would have been the crime of the century. <laughs> Ugly, ignorant woman murders entire village. <laughs> you know who she kind of looked like? Um, who does she look like in this picture? A little Adrian Brody? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, she's unfortunate looking, but like I said. That but then again, who wasn't? Because <laughs> makeup then. wasn't a thing unless you were rich or yeah. a lady of the night. And most people were always sick. Uh-huh. They probably didn't wash their faces uh-huh. or hair. This would never work with black people. You know what no, I mean? No, I really would black people, Black people would be like, uh, every time I go over to Tammy's house... <laughs> The food is nasty. I'm not going back there. Yeah. And like, you know, I'll bring home my mom something that she doesn't like, think tastes good and it's automatically my fault. Uh-huh. Like black people are so paranoid. <laughs> I, I feel like if somebody made someone a cup of tea and got super sick, no, like. And it tasted every, bad? And it tasted bad. You're like, never going back there again. Like, You're telling everybody. Everyone would be like, there's something you're putting in that shit. Like, no one would be like, hey, why don't you make me a cup of tea and we'll try to figure out what's happening here. <laughs> Nobody black is doing that. Do you want to cook us dinner while we figure out why everybody you cook for gets sick? Sure, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll make you all dinner, like, from now on. Uh, so many of these women, like, the cop, when the cops would come to arrest them, they would, like, try to poison the cops, too. Yeah, because the cops were probably like, yeah, you know. I'll take some um, coffee, sure. Yeah, Yeah, and I'll get extra sugar, sure. (laughs) Extra sugar indeed. (laughs) It definitely would not work in a black home. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I mean, the moment you start getting sick from the collard greens and everybody starts getting sick from the the fried chicken, it's going to start, people are going to start wondering what it is you're putting in that shit. There are other houses to eat at. You don't have to keep going back to the place that made you sick just because the food is free. Yeah, and like what I want to know about these, a lot of these people is like, you know, use some street smarts. Uh You know, assume the worst in people and then work your way back. Uh Uh-huh. You know, don't keep like going around and and being like, you know, I think this person's cool. Uh, Maybe I'll just chance it this time. But maybe that is also kind of like a distinctly American thing is to always assume the worst in people. Mm -hmm. It could be. Actually, it's a a pretty German thing, too. Oh, yeah. Like 
you know, I have German friends who tell me to this day, like, you know, I didn't like you when I first met you, but you <laughs> proved me wrong <laughs> fairly quickly. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I guess that's a compliment. <laughs> and I think that's sometimes I, I kind of respect that because, you know, obviously you want to, you do want to see the best in people. You also want to pay attention to like trends uh-huh. and patterns. Mm-hmm. So what did what did we learn about about Maria? You know, we didn't oh, learn much about. There's not much information about her upbringing. No. Like a lot of times when you see, um, well, poisoners can go either way as far as what kind of childhood they had. But usually, like super violent murderers have um, violent and abusive childhoods, mm-hmm. but I can't find any information about her parents other than the fact that she killed them uh, and no information about her kids. I bet yeah. she's, she has grandkids who are, she has to have grandkids who are alive right now. She she probably has um, um, descendants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like all of her kids died, but I think, you, you know, we never know. It was a pretty dark time in, in civilization, um, you know, it darkened the way that they didn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> but, <you laughs> they didn't know, have it, Wi-Fi, electricity, was, barely. Stuff was bleak. There, was rat, there were rats everywhere. And I think um, it, it, we can assume she had a terrible childhood, but maybe she didn't. Maybe she was just extremely greedy. Mm-hmm. So it would be great to get some, some back backstory on her if, you know, maybe we could go to Leiden someday and read the archives. <laughs> At the very least, she was a hoarder. Yes, she was a hoarder of money squandered from dead people that she killed. Uh, legend has it, rumor has it, that she also would just uh, feed the birds, just go outside and feed mm-hmm. the birds, arsenic. Yeah, she, she probably just enjoyed watching people die. Uh-huh. I feel like um, so sort sick. of a God complex thing, that she, yeah. could, she could keep people alive by taking care of them, and then she could also decide when she wanted them to to leave like she could well, she yeah. had the power to to give life and also to take it away mm-hmm. yeah and like going back to her husband like he must have just been a really cool guy he must have like, he must have had he must have had something <laughs> that we didn't see <laughs> and she was just like look i'm never gonna kill you just keep that d coming just need the vitamin d <laughs> uh, you're safe you're safe with me as long as I got that D. That's that's a slogan. That's if love. I've ever heard one. So it's kind of at the end of the day, it's a love story. <laughs> so what happened to him after she died? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Did he ever I, get I bet remarried? He, like, visited her in person. Yeah. Like the fact that they didn't kill her is also pretty interesting. That she wasn't executed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what people like got off on doing. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, well, let's peel their eyes out and like shove them up their ass, and that's how we're gonna execute her. <laughs> Especially as an ugly woman, because yeah. um, pretty women rarely got executed for murdering. But mm-hmm. ugly women, they were like, ah, fuck it, it may as well be a man. Yeah, let's like, just draw on water and like pulverize her body because like, she's ugly. <laughs> but they, <laughs> but they, you know, they kept her around. Maybe she was uh, interesting and had cool stories to tell. <laughs> <laughs> the guards were like, we yeah. like her. She's funny. Let's go visit her and ask her to make us some tea. <laughs> she always did make good tea. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Maria Swanenberg. Maria Swanenberg. And uh, if you, there are lots of people who share her name um, spelled exactly that way. I mean, I know Maria is a common name in every 
every country. Yeah, it seems like every culture. But mm, Maria Swanenberg itself doesn't seem like it sh- would be uh, a very common name. Swanenberg, like, a, is that the Smith of the ne- of the Nether- Netherlands? I've actually never heard that name until I learned about her. Okay. So, but anything with the lot would be you. B-U-R-G is is uh, pretty common in the Netherlands. Well, now I want to look up uh, every living Maria Swanenberg on Facebook and send them a message and be like, hey, is this, is this your grandma? Hey, was your great-grandmother a murderer? <laughs> hey, you don't know me, Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> you don't know me, but I'm writing a script about your, your murdering grandmother. <laughs> Any comments? You got any, com- any comments? Or do you share any genetic traits? Like, can you How's your husband? How's your kids? <laughs> can you imagine doing 23andMe and finding out like one of your ancestors was a serial killer? And of, not like, only that, people? but you, you have their exact same name? Yeah. That's creepy. I don't know what I would do with myself. I think that I I mean, would, first I would change my name. I would definitely change my name. If it was like exactly that person's uh-huh. name, it, the, the name would have to go. Yeah, it's bad enough. I share a I share a last name with a serial killer. Oh, which one? William Jennings Choice. Ah, okay. Makes I've me heard mad. Of him. I hope we're not related. I am related in a distant way to John Wilkes Booth. Really? He's one of my distant cousins. Yeah. But he wasn't a serial killer per se. He, he was, was not a serial killer, but he killed somebody kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of so, a big deal. Yeah, kind of a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a family legacy that I'm not living up to, like, ever. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Joy, thank you so much for talking to me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a very good time. That was episode 12. If you like the show, definitely stop by iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, and subscribe. It helps a lot. It helps new people find the show. If you want to support with your dollars, you can check out patreon.com slash Kai Choice. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash K-A-I-C-H-O-Y-C-E. And if you want to send me an email, you can send that over to wwkpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. We'll see you next week.